It is Saturday, April 23rd in the NBA, and I'm back with my two best picks of the day. Yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Austin from Calling Our Shot. This video is going live on Friday night, so I won't have a recap of Friday's plays, but hopefully Friday's games treated you guys nicely. If you are new to the channel, I appreciate you for tuning in. If you want to do me a favor, go down below, hit that subscribe button as we close in on 32,000 subscribers. We've had a pretty profitable year so far. Hopefully, we can continue that for the remainder of the NBA playoffs. As always, we're posting these videos every single morning. Normally morning, today's is going live Friday night, but either way, we got four games on the slate for Saturday in the NBA playoffs. We got to start with the Raptors Sixers. We have a play in that one. Then we have the Mavericks versus Jazz. Then we have Celtics versus Nets. We have a play in that one. And then we have Grizzlies versus Timberwolves, an action-packed slate. Let me know your best bets down below. Drop a like too. I appreciate you for tuning in. Shout out to our COS All-Stars. You guys, the real MVPs out there, all the All-Stars out there, we appreciate you guys for supporting the channel. If you want to support us, click the join button on the channel or the link in the description. I'll shout you guys all out on Sunday. I don't want to put it, I don't have an updated list at the moment, but I got you guys all with a shout out in Sunday morning's video. Either way, if you want to support us, click that join button or the link in the description. Look, I got no more time to waste. Let's hop into the first game on the slate. Raptors for Sixers, early tip off, 2 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, April 23rd. Rolling with this guy, Tobias Harris, over six and a half rebounds, minus 115 on Caesars. Now, so before you guys ask, and I swear if I get some more comments, if the line goes up to seven and a half, I'm fine with it there. Play it at 0.5 units if it's plus value. Let's talk some numbers. 13, 20, and 19. What are those? Those are Tobias Harris's rebound chances over the last three games in this series. Obviously, they've only played three. So game one, 13, game two, 20, game three, 19. Six, 10, and 12. That's the number of rebounds Tobias Harris has hauled in, obviously hitting the over in the last two games, crushing it, but don't mind his double-double value. I think it's like plus 300, pretty good value today. 37, 39, and 47. Yeah, that's the number of minutes Tobias Harris has played in these three games so far. And we look at it, Look, he's at the over in two of three games. He missed one on the hook, and he played a ton of minutes. And obviously, they're going to be without Matisse Thibault today, another guy they take out of that rotation as he does not play at end games in Toronto. Now, Tobias Harris this season averaged 6.8 rebounds per game, and he played 34.8 minutes per game. Obviously, playing a little bit more, so you'd expect those rebounds numbers to go up a little more. He hit this over in 41 of 73 regular season games so far. In, this, in the regular season, that's 56% of the time. He played 35-plus minutes in 40 games this regular season. No surprise, he hit the over in 28 of those 40 games when he saw a lot of minutes. No surprise, he went under to, what, 20 of 33 games when he played less than 35 minutes. So, obviously, the minutes should be there today. This is a must-win game for the Sixers team. We think about Tobias Harris. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Like I said, no Tobias or no Matisse Thibel. And we've seen a ton of injuries in the playoffs so far. The Sixers want to get out of this first round with the sweep. They want to go into the next round, not having to worry about playing another game, potentially losing guys due to injuries. Look, they want to keep everyone as healthy as possible. So I expect them to try to go out there, play the guys a lot of minutes, try to put this game away. We look at Scotty Barnes as of this moment, recording Saturday afternoon. He is doubtful to play. And I imagine he is. He doesn't play on Saturday. But if he does, I don't think it really changes my analysis. Now, Tobias Harris is over six and a half rebounds in 16 of his last 25 playoff games. We have to also also keep that in mind that majority of those games were with Ben Simmons too who was a guy that was averaging I don't know 7 10 12 rebounds in those obviously he's not there we see obviously Tobias Harris more at the four position they're going to need him out there to guard this Raptors team with a lot of length now in summary I really like Tobias Harris today love is over six and a half rebounds if it goes up to seven and a half don't mind it either at that line if it's plus value take it for half unit if you can get it at that plus value but I think he's going to pile up the boards today he's going to play a lot of minutes and I think he will get it done for the people so Tobias Harris over six and a half rebounds my first play of the Okay. Let's move on to my second play. We're going to Brooklyn Nets first the first the Boston Celtics. And look it's a must-win game for the Nets. And who I'm going to back? I'm going to back Kevin Durant. We're taking his over, 29.5 points, minus 115 on DraftKings. Now, this could be a super square pick, but I imagine it was super square in games one and two. And uh, I know the people that back Durant, 
probably ain't coming back to the well because he hurt them good in the first two games. And they're going to just sit on their, their couch, watch this game, and see Durant score 35 points and see. Like, why? Why was I two games early? And look, Kevin Durant, we know, one of the best scorers that's ever touched the hardwood. And we can all agree, Kevin Durant, call a spade a spade, played poorly the first two games of the series. Game one, 23 points, 9 of 24 shooting. Game two, 27 points on 4 of 17 shooting. Granted, he got the majority of the work from the free throw line. I believe 18 of 20 from the free throw line. But he went 8, 0 for 10, not 8 for 10, 0 for 10 from the field in the second half. Look, all credit in the world, got to give it to the Boston Celtics defense. They've been one of the best defenses all year long. They're really making it tough on Kevin Durant. And But I just want to back him in a must-win game here. The reason I'm wearing this shirt is an R.J. Barrett shirt, and it might seem out of place. The Knicks have nowhere. They're not even sniffing the playoffs these days. But I saw R.J. Barrett on the old man and the three. And what he said about the Celtics defense was in the playoffs. Obviously, they call less fouls. This was his quote. And if all five players are fouling, you can't call all of them, the refs, that is. So I really like RJ's quote because the Celtics defense is pretty aggressive. But I think about this game. This is a must-win game for Brooklyn. They can't go down 0-3 in this series. Or it's a wrap. They're not going to come back from 0-3. Or at least they, the odds would be very stacked against them. And look, even Ben Simmons returning in game four, that ain't going to save you from that. Now we look at Durant. Should easily play upwards of 40 minutes on Saturday. Shoot 20-plus times pretty easily. I mean, he would have shot 20-plus times in the last game if he didn't get fouled 150 times. So in Durant's last 25 playoff games with 20-plus field goal attempts, over the line in 18 of them. The seven games he went under. Four of them were at the Golden State Warriors, obviously a team that didn't really need him to score as much as he needs to score for this Nets team. And then we look at what the Nets over in 7 of 10 playoff games with 20-plus field goal attempts. I know he only attempted technically 17 in game two. He's going to attempt 20-plus today when he plays over 40 minutes. In my head, this is, a, this is a big, this is as close you can get to as a must-win, winner-go-home game as the Nets can get without it actually being a winner-go-home because they can lose today and they'll still come to play back, what, on Monday for their game four. Still, we saw this exact same recipe play out for Nikolai Jokic on Thursday. Obviously, Jokic went under in games one and two, easily crushed his line with 37 points in game three, kind of doing the same thing with Kevin Durant here. Really like his over 29 and a half points. Look, I can go to sleep at night saying, you know what, Kevin Durant put up another egg. He built us a brick house and we can, maybe if we lost our house on Kevin Durant on Saturday, he at least built us a new one because that's most likely what will happen. Look, I'm too confident in this guy. He's averaged 29.9 points per game this season. And look, we're just asking this guy to go out there and get his average. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. There's a reason he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to end with, I don't know, how many points in his career. I anticipate he comes out and plays super well today. I understand Kyrie Irving. You never know with Kevin Durant who's going to play well. I think Kevin Durant We'll play the 40-plus minutes easily tonight. We saw him dominate the Bucks in those kind of closeout games where they needed him to show up and show out and play really well. This is exactly the recipe. Kevin Durant has to play well today or else he's going to be ridiculed on Twitter. And we know he's how active he is on Twitter. I expect Kevin Durant to get us 30-plus points. 30 and a half, I'm fine with it. Don't mind it going up to 35. I think Durant shows up and shows out on Saturday. Now, those are my two official plays for Saturday, but let's talk about a couple other guys. Let's go to the Jazz Mavericks game. Two guys I'm looking at, Donovan Mitchell over in points, Rudy Gobert under in rebounds. Now, Mitchell, the guy the guy basically played a half and scored 32 points last last game, and this is a must-win game for this Jazz team. You can't go down 3-1, and I anticipate they show up today and play pretty well. Mitchell, like I said, four points in the first half, three fouls of this game three, then he dropped to 28 in the second half. I anticipate he does a little bit of the same today. I think he's more aggressive. We know Donovan Mitchell. This guy's a ball hog. He's going to shoot the ball a ton. I think he can get you 30-ish points. I don't know what his line is because we don't have a line as of recording this, but same thing for Gobert, under on rebounds. So they make Gobert's line 15 and a half. I'd take the under in that one. I'm not going to make it an official 
play these Orleans, but look, he had seven rebounds in game three. A lot has to go right to hit an over in rebounds. A lot can go wrong to hit an under. And if they make it 15 and a half, I lean the under. If they make it 14 and a half, it's still a little bit sketchy. I still lean the under, but something you guys should do your own research for as always. And then let's move to the other game, Timberwolves versus Grizzlies. Two guys I'm looking at. John Morant under in points or over in assists. When we look at John Morant, we see the Grizz or Tim Timberwolves defense. It's basically been, well, we'll let anyone else beat us besides John Morant. John Morant hit the over in game one, but that was with a trillion and a half free throws. So the last two games are really limiting him. If you watch the defense they play, basically double teaming him. They're putting Anthony Edwards, a guy that's a pretty good defender on him. Cat is double teaming him. They're just make, basically triple teaming him and saying, please, someone else beat us in. You know, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain have been able to do it. Tyus Jones was able to do it in the last game or... Yeah, they have Tyus Jones. Trey Jones is the one on the Spurs. But still, I look at it. I think you'll see John Morant maybe go under in points again, over in assists. Wouldn't be surprised. I think this will be a higher scoring game than what we saw in game three. And look, Timberwolves are trying to win this game. We should see a close game. I mean, the Timberwolves choked away that game. But we saw still saw Morant have 10-plus assists. And that was when they only scored 100-something points. They might score a little bit more than that today. So I don't mind John Morant under in points, over in assists. Something to look at. And then the other one, Jared Vanderbilt under in points. Now, I know a lot of people were on its under in points in game three. And he ruined it in the first half, or first quarter, actually. I think his line was four and a half, and he, I think he had like five points in the first quarter. And yeah, he ruined people good. And my question is, why did Jared Vanderbilt have eight field goal attempts in 32 minutes, while Cat had four in 32 minutes? Like, I understand the defense is different on Cat, but there's no reason Jared Vanderbilt should be doubling him in shot attempts. I don't care if Vanderbilt plays 48 minutes and Cat plays 12. Like, they will not let Jared Vanderbilt shoot too much. And the Timberwolves desperately need playmakers on offense. They need them on the court. Vanderbilt, no offense. Can't really knock down a three-pointer. Can't really do much with the ball. And he's kind of a liability on offense. Now, sure, he might have scored 10 points last game. Might have 13 rebounds. Congrats. But they need players out there to score the basketball and at least be able to move and kind of get it to their playmakers. And we saw them their offense really stagnant in game three. There's a reason they gave up two 25-point leads. They couldn't do anything on the offensive side once the... Uh, the Grizzlies defense kind of honed in on him and said, oh, this is all you guys are doing. They're going to need to play other guys, maybe like Malik Beasley. Even J.D. McDaniels was a little bit more productive in his minutes off the bench. I don't, I would not be surprised to see Jared Vanderbilt see a reduction in minutes in game three. But those are all my leans. Obviously, let me know your best bets down below. I appreciate you guys as always. Sorry for a little bit of an early upload Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, but I appreciate you guys as always. Thanks for always being a part of the Call on Our Shot community, and we'll see you guys again in the next one. Peace.